Today, we continue in our current message series on the importance of living our faith in the context of community. At Nativity, small groups are our strategy for helping you to live your life connected to other Christ followers. And the aim of this series is to get you into a small group for our Lenten series, which begins at the end of the month. We have a goal of getting 1,000 new people into small groups this Lent. In addition to the 1,500 already in small groups, 1,000 new people. And we've set such a high bar for ourselves because we believe now, more than ever before, people need Christian community. Now, more than before, we need to be connected. Over the last two years, we've struggled in isolation. In many ways, we're still struggling. And there's mounting evidence, there's obvious evidence that this entire COVID experience has negatively impacted people's mental and emotional health. Friendship and fellowship are good. They're good for our spirit, they're good for our souls, they're good for us. Without help and support, we run out of energy, we run out of steam in our work life, our school life, our home life, and our faith life. In his letter to the Christians in Rome, St. Paul summed it up perfectly. Paul wrote, I long to see you, that we might mutually encourage one another's faith. I will learn from your faith and you will learn from mine. No less than the towering figure of the Apostle Paul, who wrote half the New Testament, who brought the Christian faith to the Roman Empire, recognized the value of small faith-sharing groups for himself. And come on, <laughs> if Paul thought he needed a small group, you and I could probably benefit from one too. And let's face it, our world right now doesn't exactly promote faith as a priority. Far from it, not at all. There's just not much out there in the culture to support and encourage us in our faith. That's why we so consistently promote small groups. Small groups are where we encourage one another by providing friends in faith. Small groups inevitably provide models and mentors too. People who are just a little bit ahead of us in life, who maybe know some things that we could benefit from. Small groups are our delivery system for member care. Small groups are the place where our great big church gets up close and personal, where you can be known and loved and cared for. Last week, we took some time to look more closely at one other reason you need a small group, and turns out it's the main reason you need a small group. We said that faith is personal, but it's not private. It's meant to be lived in community. It's meant to be developed in community. Friends in faith in order to grow in faith. Your faith, well, it's just more difficult to grow, more difficult to sustain, more difficult to, to even hold on to all alone and on your own just as it's so much easier to stay focused, easier to sustain, and most importantly, easier to grow with others. 
Jesus himself modeled this for us. While his preaching and teaching attracted great big, huge crowds everywhere he went, he very deliberately stepped aside from the crowds and into a close community of 12, a specific small circle of friends and followers who grew together in their faith. The invitation to follow Jesus is also and always an invitation into a specific community of believers. This weekend, it's our small group launch weekend. It's a big weekend for us. It's so easy to find a group this weekend, and we'll be telling you more about that after communion. We have men's groups, women's groups, couples groups, mixed groups, groups for young adults too. We have groups meeting here on campus, groups meeting in homes, groups meeting online, hybrid groups as well. You can find a group that meets any day of the week, practically any time of day. In short, we have a group for you. Thanks to a thoughtful donor who's making this gift possible, everybody who's already in a small group and everybody who signs up for a small group gets a free copy of our new book, Seriously God, which will form the content of our Lenten message series here in Big Church, as well as small group discussions in your small group. So when you text to sign up for a group this weekend here on Ridgely Road, look for our Seriously God displays out on the concourse after Mass. Show the hosts your text and they'll give you a book. Then head over to the Vision Cafe where Tom and I will be available to sign your book. Those already in a small group received an email code this week. You can use that to pick up your book today. If you need help or are confused by any of those instructions, just go out onto the concourse and we've got plenty of people who can help you. We'll be sending books to those joining us online as well if you join a small group. In today's gospel reading, which Father Nicholas just read for us, Jesus shares with his friends and followers the blessings available to us right now, the life of blessing that we can live unexpectedly, even despite adversity and misfortune. Jesus teaches blessings can be yours, even in the face of want and need, sadness and sorrow, insults and injustice. We can live a life of blessing. And that really is basically the theme of our book, Seriously God. But it's also a theme, a core principle of our small group program too, living a life of blessing. And today, I'd like to very briefly share with you a few of the many, many testimonies that we have received from current small group members, detailing some of the blessings that they have experienced. One writes, my small group has been a positive influence in every aspect of my life, my faith development, my prayer life, my marriage, stepping into a safe space every week to explore my questions about my relationship with God, the church, and others. I'm more honest about how I'm feeling and where I want and need to grow. Another, 
I joined a small group because I was new to nativity and just wanted to make some friends. And I did. I've made lifelong friends. But little did I know that they would become my lifeline and support system after my husband was diagnosed with cancer. I don't know what I would have done without them. My life appeared to be great to everyone on the outside. I made sure of that. In reality, I was going through a terrible divorce. My business and finances were negatively impacted by COVID. My daughter was struggling with her college experience, and I was escaping all of it and avoiding reality by drinking. Joining a small group was the very last thing I ever thought I would do. I only gave it a try at the urging of a friend. What I quickly learned was that I had no idea what I was missing. Frankly, my problems haven't magically gone away. But on the inside, I'm transformed. I'm hopeful again. No joke. I've never been very lucky when it comes to job interviews. I just never seem to be the right person for the job, whatever the job is. Before yet another interview, I tried something new. I prayed. I prayed about it with my small group. Maybe it was the prayer, or maybe it was the confidence their encouragement gave me, but I got the job. Faith was never a priority for me. It was like an add-on activity. That is, until I joined SGU. SGU is small group university, small groups for, for college students. Being in a Catholic community with other college-age people inspired me. God is now a part of my everyday life, and it's because I have my small group to encourage me, to hold me accountable, and to help me grow in my faith. We were planning to move out of state, but changed our plans and chose to stay because of our small group. It's that important to us. It's been powerful for, for us to meet with other couples and share both our faith and our challenges, but our small group has actually helped us grow as a couple, connecting as a couple in our faith for the first time since we've been married. For 20 years, I've been filled with shame over my abortion. I was weighed down with the burden of this secret until coming to nativity and opening myself up to the hope of healing. After getting to know my small group for a while, I felt safe sharing my secret with them and thereby opening myself up to the miraculous healing that God wanted for me. I can now move forward in my life and help others who are experiencing this pain while feeling a new freedom I had come to think I would never know again. This last one sums it up perfectly for me. Men don't know how to ask for help. And we're not taught how to share our feelings. We're taught to hide our feelings or even deny them. 
So as we men move through the seasons of life and they bring us new challenges, we often find ourselves alone. Alone to face our problems, alone to solve our problems. Self-doubt, shortcomings, and sin are also isolating. Assuming that I alone fall short of perfection leaves me feeling very much more alone than anything else. Even in an age in which technology provides access to the world and connection to people everywhere, living in a community where casual friendships are easy to make, there was an inescapable aloneness in my life. From the first moment of my first men's small group, I finally realized I was not alone, that my problems, my shortcomings, my sins were no more complex or uncommon than those of the men sitting around me. That day, I met a group of very strong men, loving husbands, wonderful fathers, great leaders, humble servants who give back, all flawed like me, and facing challenges like me they didn't know how to solve on their own but knew there was something greater that pulled us together. Some had learned skills and tools for living that I could use. Some had weathered challenges that inspired me. Some just had wisdom we all valued. It's been almost seven years since that first day. We're still together, not just in our small group, but now true friends and brothers who together have dealt with some of life's greatest challenges. Family members passing, severe illness, troubled teens, children becoming adults, job losses. But we've also shared many joys, new jobs, graduations, marriages, births. To me, our group can best be summed up in a line from that song we sing in church. Love will hold us together, make us a shelter to weather the storm, and I'll be my brother's keeper so the whole world will know we're not alone. We're not alone. No one has to be alone.